We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Okay. Want to know what I learned today? Yeah. Guess who's returning to acting? Oh, I saw that. Kevin Spacey. No, I don't Wait. give a shit about that abuser. Oh. Why would I be so excited <laughs> about this abuser? I didn't read that as excitement. I thought it was like a guest. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought was happening. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Kevin Spacey's going to be in a movie. No, I don't give a shit about Kevin Spacey. No, this is somebody fun and oh. we're like excited about. I'll give you a hint. She tried to kidnap a whole family of children. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> Come to my hotel. Oh, She's no. going to be in a Netflix <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> and I, I mean, the premise if is If anyone knows how hotel. to bring a family together, it's Lindsay it's- Lohan. <laughs> Come to my hotel. I have beds. Um, The premise is like a quintessential Christmas movie. I believe she's like, uh, she like meets a a man who lives in this like small town Mm -hmm. and she's in a skiing accident, has amnesia. (laughs) Oh my God. And like falls for him. Also, I didn't read all of the specifics. I was skimming before the episode started. (laughs) I love it. I got really excited. She deserves this. Oh, Kimmy found the actual oh, love line. This looks amazing. Lohan will be will play a newly engaged, spoiled hotel heiress uh, who gets amnesia after a skiing accident and finds herself in the care of a handsome blue-collar lodge owner and his mm-hmm. precocious daughter in the days leading up to Christmas. Well, I'll watch it. Sign me up. Yeah, sign me the fuck up. I am here for this. That's great. I'm just, I mean, I do want her to act. She needs to do something. Me too. (laughs) And here's the thing. Like, 
we as a society put too much pressure on her. Oh my God. Yes. And we were very mean to her while she was battling private things. I won't even name them. Because we shouldn't know about them. They're private. It's not our fucking business. Uh, like she said, they're rumors. All these rumors started. She's sick and tired <laughs> she's of tired. being followed. <laughs> Sick and tired of these rumors starting. <laughs> rumors. Okay. Yeah. There, there, this is a nice moment where I do feel like a lot of um, young ladies who were not treated kindly in the media are getting some sort of retribution. Not all mm-hmm. of them, but some of them. Like, I feel like Paris Hilton's getting a nice, like, oh, shit, I guess we shouldn't have been watching an 18-year-old fuck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um who else? Uh, Megan Fox. We're like seeing like yes, all these interviews where people like, just like fucking uh, talking about her body and uh-huh. nothing else. Sophia Vergara. I just like a couple interviews of her were on Earth where people are just so like rude about her accent, uh, rude about her body. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like she's always had the last laugh because she's just like, whatever, say what you want. I count dollars. Baby. Yeah, truly. <laughs> money talks all languages. I, I get paid so much money. Yeah, truly. Uh, yeah, I just it is so nuts to me how the like David Letterman was so rude to uh, Paris Hilton. Yeah. And that one interview that it was like, what what thought what? Why do you in your, on your brain? Show? Yeah, what's going on in your brain that you're like, this will be funny? Let me just torture this woman in front of te- like national television, yeah. and that'll be the entertainment for today. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. And then you think of like Jay Leno making fun of these women, and it's like we let that man with that chin say whatever he wanted. <laughs> Seems fucking rude and wrong. <laughs> Bruce a man who wore head to toe denim and had that chin got to say whatever he wanted about women. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem equal. <laughs> I think that we were. I think we're all on the wrong side of history here. Yeah, like it should never have been allowed. Yeah, and Mark Lewinsky always making great tweets about Very what fun. happened to her. <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, it's so wild if you truly think about it. A intern, a teen. Imagine being a teenager and Bill Clinton, the cool saxophone playing <laughs> president of the United States, said, you want to suck my dick? You'd probably be like, I mean, bop, 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 okay. Yeah. And it's so nuts that, like, it, like I still don't really understand why it's why it became such a huge thing. I guess... It was, I don't know, I guess it's scandalous. As a president having having an affair that we know about. And yeah, but like all presidents, I feel like, have had affairs. Not that Didn't we Kennedy know about. did fuck everybody? Didn't Kennedy fuck Marilyn Monroe? I guess, yeah, we did know about that. I don't she know why like, that's different. Overtly was like, happy birthday. We fucked. Wasn't it fun? I loved it. I'm sticking to you in public. Can you even imagine, T? Can you even imagine? <laughs> and Maybe like, you- Oh, that breathy song is so fun. Maybe it was because, like, she was already so, um, like, poised to be the sexual being in in, mm-hmm. in pop culture. Maybe everyone's like, well, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Not fuck Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> of course, yes. Doesn't matter if you're married or the president. You have mm-hmm. to take that opportunity. I guess so. 
Yeah, and I guess it's like, well, you're the president. You shouldn't be fucking your interns. But like just so many details, like the come on the dress. I was oh like, okay, so the he cigar. shot a load wildly. You know, it happens. It's not <laughs> ideal that you go home with come on your dress, but like shit happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't know all these details. <laughs> no, it's crazy how much information I know. Mm-hmm. God. So wild. But I'm glad she's like, you know, getting a laugh out of it. Yeah, that and uh, they're doing an American crime story. That's right. And I I believe she's an EP on it, which I'm like, get your coins, lady. Yes, absolutely. Thank God. Which makes me so excited. But Mm -hmm. it does. You know, the thing that sucks the most is like, I think she had a hard time finding a job after. Yeah. Which is so crazy that it's like, oh, we are not going to hire people who we know they suck dick. But, like, why can't we just assume that, like, you know, everyone's sucking something and just hire people? <laughs> like, that's the reason why she couldn't get hired. It's also, like, you know she's going to do a good job. A great like, job. She's going to go above and above beyond. and beyond. She went past yes. her qualifications yes. in order yes. to help the president. So it's like, yes. that is the employee you want for your company. She is employee of the fucking year, my dude. <laughs> she's going to get on her hands and knees in order yes. to get the job done unless she's creative she's just bending at the waist (laughs) (laughs) i once blew a man in the bathroom of a bar and i was bent at the waist and my roommate walked in and she went what are you doing oh why are you doing it like that and she stood there for too long (laughs) she's like trying to figure it out like how is this well when someone's bent at the waist giving a blowjob you gotta get to the bottom of that (laughs) like why is that a choice that is an interesting angle there's a lot of core work too right or like backwards well i just didn't want to get on my knees in a dirty bathroom (laughs) but i needed to have that dick in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) i'll have a strange dick in my mouth but my knees will not be going on the floor you will not catch me washing these jeans (laughs) after wearing them once no sir i gotta wear these a second time Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't think of a boss whose dick I would suck, though. Hmm. Mm. Well, if Idris Elba was your boss, I would suck his dick. Oh, okay. But well, why am go. I working for him? You're his assistant, maybe? His personal assistant? This is an alternate universe? I hope I'm not someone's assistant. In the <laughs> oh, near are future. you trying to think of like bosses you've actually had in your life or bosses yeah, you like would in have? The past. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said something real awful about my old boss at Lane Bryant. But I won't say anything about <laughs> Poopa and how much I didn't like her. Well, you kind of just did. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just won't contextualize it into a joke. <laughs> I hated her. She was so mean to me. But I would never, ever raise the hood on that Poopa and lick that pussy. That was the joke there you I was going to say. Go. That was it. <laughs> Raise the hood. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for a bunch of goofy people at UCB. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think so. Would you? Would you? Would you? I'm trying to think. Oh, my. Yeah. I worked at, like, clothing stores in mm-hmm. New York. And all my managers were, like, fun young women. Mm. But Sure. Fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If someone, okay, say uh, Bob Iger. Oh, wait, I don't know if he still works for Disney. I don't know. Like the head of some fucking mm-hmm. company was like, hello, Sashir. 
Let's let's do a meeting. <laughs> Hello, I work for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> they have to talk like that as if they run Disney. Oh boy, Sashir, <laughs> uh, please come into my office. <laughs> okay, Sashir, would you suck my dick? I'll put you in a movie franchise. Black Panther, if you want. Oh, oh shit. I really want to be in Black Panther. Really? You have to think about this? I would suck so many dicks to have, like, to further my career. <laughs> I've just never been given the opportunity. <laughs> Nobody's asked me. <laughs> no one <laughs> You look like you eat pretty good. You want to suck my dick? I'll give you everything you want. Nobody. I would do it in a heartbeat. But isn't that like a compliment that people just, you're getting things on your merit? No, that, on it your means talent? I to work harder. <laughs> I want to work less hard. I'll suck it. It takes 30 minutes at the at max to suck a dick to completion. You know how hard it takes to, to do stand-up show after stand-up and prove your work? I want to. I want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me slurp on something. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you had to think about it. Well, yeah, I don't want that to be the reason I get a job. Or like, also like, what if it's kind of like um, I was talking to somebody about the gas that was being hijacked. The that was what? that was the gas that was being um hacked. You heard about that, right? What? People hack hack gasoline. They hack the oil. They like, they like took it as hostage, basically. So like there was like limited oil for people to get in their cars. And then what company was this? The so it's a it's a major company out of Texas, and it wasn't so much that they were hacking the oil; they hacked the whole computer system that actually sends the oil to all the distributors. Right. So it, they had to shut everything down, so no oil was going anywhere until they figured out who the hackers, what they were doing, how to stop it, and so forth. Right. And this was yeah. recent. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. Re- it was like a, in the last few weeks. Hmm. I mean, but it did get alleviated pretty quickly. So now mm-hmm. it's okay. But the thing is, so the company paid the hackers, which is what you're not supposed to do because then the hackers think that they can do that again. Yeah, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Exactly. So that's why I'm, I brought that up to compare it to dick sucking because I don't want to <laughs> suck a dick for a job and think that now every job I had, like now the, the boss is like, if you want this next role, you got to do it again. You know, you like self tapes. You like auditioning? I, I don't. You like having a like, like a meeting with the director where you're like, yeah, I'll bring this to the just fucking cast. I'll suck a dick to avoid all of that. Every single you want me to drive to your lot, park a mile hmm. away. Hmm. I gotta hike to your office. I wore sweatpants because it's a hike. No, what I'll come it? to your office. I'll dress real nice. I'll suck a dick and you give me what I want. What if it's like an old, I'll suck nasty it. dick? What You'll probably it? come faster. I'll suck yeah. it. <laughs> I'll jiggle your fucking balls and tickle your taint. I'll do a full service fucking job. Call me Jiffy Loop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. All right. Okay. If only execs listen to this podcast. I know. Guys, Nicole's been out here waiting to suck a <laughs> dick for a job. <laughs> if you're looking for someone with no, no, no standards in that regard, here she is. I'm kidding, but am I? Mm. Um, 
Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. So listen. We all know life is full of yada yada and, you know, people talk and you're just like, oh, my God, this is annoying. And then you just hit an unsubscribe on a bunch of things you got subscribed to on your email. and You're like, what is happening? And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding in the deep in fine print or bills that seem to keep going up for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have elsewhere. And yes, it's possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Stop by one of our over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. Are the bees gone yet? Girl, no. Oh, no. Um, I did talk to the TikTok bee lady that okay. people have been tweeting at me, Erica Thompson, um, who was so nice. And mm. I explained everything to her. I was like, this is, I've tried two times, both bad. And she was like, uh, yeah, that is, does sound awful. And she's like, but it's not the end. Like, it still can be fixed. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm in Texas. I can't personally do it. But she suggested another company that is here and it's located in L.A. and San Diego and other places. So I emailed them. They got back to me today. 
they said they're going to come out and t- do a look, but they they do the full service. They'll go to remove the hive, mm-hmm. put a bunch of oils in there to make sure that it doesn't smell like a hive anymore, mm-hmm. and then actually patch up the wall. So hopefully, <laughs> this, okay. hopefully we're nearing the end of the saga, but my God, this is the third try <laughs> to get these bees this out. Is- Truly a saga. I will miss our segment that we call <laughs> Bee Updates with Sashir. <laughs> Updates of being Sashir. Yeah. The bees be with Sashir updates. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. When they're gone, we'll come up with something clever. <laughs> they're at least, like, more chill than they were. Because mm-hmm. I think they're concentrating on building a hive again. So they're not, like, oh. focused on uh, us. <laughs> but it is... It sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been having trouble with my foliage. Mm-hmm. It's dying, and I don't know why. And it might be because I removed a couple trees in my backyard. Hmm. And I don't know if they were connected to the foliage. Ooh, interesting. But I have to, like, call a landscaper to figure it out. I don't know. You know, it's times are tough. Times are tough. Honestly, what a <laughs> non-problem. I know. And I fully understand that it's a non-problem. Yeah. How but lucky are we? But says, they're your problems. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I spent most of 2020 being like, I know it's really bad for everybody, but like, for me, hmm. it's bad too. That's and exactly like, what yeah. therapy's for. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Talking about yourself. Yes. Yes, I pay this lady to be like, yes, you're okay. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Yeah. I did a, my first college show back in the world mm-hmm. a few days ago. Um, actually, we were, when we were talking about, before this recording started, the Zoom links, the D- Zoom said, uh, just a reminder, you're being recorded. And we talked about that for mm-hmm. a minute. That reminded me of my lift uh, coming from the airport uh, I guess I have I haven't taken Lyft in a year, so I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on on that. But uh, I guess my driver was taking a different route than what the map was telling her to do, and so my Lyft gave sent a little notification. I was like, "Hey, are you all right? <gasps> Is everything okay? Wow. The driver seems to be going in a different direction. Let us know if you need help." And I was like, "Whoa, that's great! I that love is- that." Yeah, I was like, "Well, thanks, Lyft. I think we're good." But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lyft, I'll let you know later if yeah. I'm being kidnapped. Right like- before we get to the spooky warehouse, I will let you know. <laughs> but so far, so good. Um, but yeah. That is nice. Yeah, it was nice. Actually, traveling wasn't terrible. Although, I don't know if, if this has happened on your flights, because uh, this was also my first plane ride mm-hmm. in a year. They, the uh, the stewardess, the, not stewardess, flight attendants, um, the freaking plane maids. Uh, yes, the plane maids. <laughs> the, no, no, she's not kidding. That's really what she calls them. She was looking for the words. What, so she how calls do you them say? plane maids. <laughs> so what did the plane maids do to you? They said that they were gonna for in the in the sake of social distancing, they were gonna have people get up to deplane by rows so they'd be like row oh. 10 through 15 you can now get up and get your back as opposed to everybody getting up at the same uh-huh. time and moving but i was like for social distancing i'm sitting next to somebody <laughs> we're all very close to each other what does it even ma- it didn't make sense hey, i mean listen a lot of the rules don't make sense just like in a restaurant covid does not exist when you're seated mm-hmm. but the minute you stand up 
you're in a very bad COVID zone. Yeah, and if you, you walk to the mask. bathroom, now you're, it's COVID time. Yeah, now it's COVID time. You've been breathing the same recycled air as these other people. I mean, granted, you are wearing a mask, but like, yeah, getting up like that doesn't, it's whatever. Yeah, unless they're like, we want to keep this after COVID as well. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, I, I honestly don't even know if that's a more efficient way of doing things. I guess the people in the back don't have to stand forever, but. Well, here's the fucking thing. When the plane lands, if you are the beginning of economy, like economy plus to the back of the plane, there's no reason for you to stand up when the plane lands. It's going to take there's forever. No reason. Yeah. You stand up when the row in front of you stands up. Yeah. Nobody knows how to get off a plane correctly. No, they're just like, I got to get myself first. And then they like stand there and then like kind of breathe down the person's neck in front of them. Yes. Just wait. Uh, People, they don't get it. Sometimes when I'm in the front, I'll sit until like the door is open. Mm -hmm. And the people who are like, I have to get off this plane for business. I let them get (laughs) off first so they can get to their business. I'm a businessman and I've got business things to do with business. There was something that did upset me. There was a woman who had a broken leg and or something. She had like a a cast around her Mm -hmm. leg and then and crutches. And she was put on the plane before everybody else. And I guess that wasn't her seat because then a couple people came and they're like, oh, hey, we're sitting in the seat. And she goes, oh, they just placed me here. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I don't have my ticket, so I don't even know what seat I'm supposed to be in. Oh, no. So then she like stood up and was standing in the aisle next to the bathroom waiting for a flight attendant to come and like help her figure this out. And I rang my little like alert button because uh-huh. I was like someone needs to sit this lady down are you kidding me she has a broken leg Boy. and and then the, the people who did sit in the seat were nice about it and they're like well we're willing to switch you seats and she's like I would love that I just have no idea what my seat's supposed to be and so like a flight attendant was like running around and the heat beat like putting up their finger being like hold on one sec and I'm like why is this not your number one priority? Sit for the they fuck do down. not give a shit about people with disabilities yeah. injuries or anything I mean, when I traveled with my boot, one one person was nice to me. So, like, we were waiting online. I got to the flight late. Of course, that's who I am. I'm Nicole Late Byers. That's my middle name. And the flight attendant was like, oh, just, or the gate agent was like, sit down until everyone gets on the plane. And then I'll check and see if you can just walk on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I just waited. And then he was like, all right, come on. And then nobody was like, do you want to get off the plane first? Like, it was just... nobody's nice to you and I had a full boot on and like the like other patrons of the airline were rude to me I like I like hugged the side to be like you can go past me and I turned around and I said full of breath full of volume you can go around me but everyone decided to not go around me huffed and puffed and then when we got to the like terminal all of them were like (gasps) to let me know that I was going too slow and I was like I'm literally in a boot yeah And then I saw an article today that airlines routinely break wheelchairs. Routinely. (gasps) Daily. They break, like, hundreds of wheelchairs a a year. Yeah. Because they're, like, throwing them around? Yeah, I guess so. They just don't give a shit. Because you've seen them with suitcases. Yes, So just imagine a wheelchair that's, like, slightly heavier than a suitcase. Ew, boy. Which is, like, so fucked up because a lot of people's wheelchairs are made specifically and especially for them yes and they're expensive yeah yeah there was this uh video where this 
His name was like, you have pull at Delta. He like tagged me in and I was like, I have no pull at Delta. Delta doesn't give me a thing. Hmm. But Delta <laughs> broke this woman's wheelchair and they're like, we'll just pay for it to get fixed. And she was like, you don't understand. It's special. Yeah. It's specialized parts. Like I need this to live. I need this for like my mobility and my independence. And people are just so fucking rude. So rude. Mm-mm. My friend Santina, I think it was American Airlines, they broke her wheelchair. It's it's like, it's what? And then it's also like, what do you do after you land? Now you got to figure out how to like get yourself where you're going after you leave the plane. Yeah. One lady in this article had you be carried out by her partner. Wow. Because she just didn't have a wheelchair. Yeah. I was like, in training, they should be like, if you break a wheelchair that is like breaking someone's leg. Yes. Like a, a an able-bodied person's leg, because that's how you travel with your legs. These yeah. people travel with their chairs. Yeah. You have to be kinder. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't, like, make it like, okay, this is the last thing that goes on the plane. You have to gently place it on the mm-hmm. conveyor belt so you're not throwing it in between bags. Yeah, or if it's small enough, putting it in the closet. Yeah. So it's just right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know. I'm not an airline, but if I were, I would treat people nicely. Yeah. Yeah. I would treat everyone nice on buyer skyways. (laughs) (laughs) Flyer buyer. (laughs) (laughs) No one but fly. They'd be like, this is a dumb name. (laughs) What are you flying? Flyer buyer? No. (laughs) No, we're not something else. Yeah. I have to fly. Where am I going? I'm going to Tacoma, I think. Oh, boy. I've been transcribing. Or no, I have to go to Cleveland first. Mm-hmm. When am I going to Tacoma? Oh, that's July. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to Cleveland, baby. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Cleveland, a city that's not been kind to me. I'm <laughs> But I will be back there. <laughs> <laughs> and I started transcribing my set. Yeah. It's been funny to be like, wow, you're dumb. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Some of my jokes are really dumb. Uh, <laughs> I think they're funny. I still maintain them. Uh, they're funny jokes. But I was like, damn, this is dumb. But that sometimes that's the best joke, though, when it's not like, you know, too, like, too many layers or too mm-hmm. highfalutin. It's just like, hey, we can all get on board with this, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it's necessary. Sometimes it's the best. Yeah. At that show I just did, I was telling you the other day. I was talking about how stupid 2020 was. <laughs> and then I was like, remember when we thought the post office was going out of business? <laughs> and I was like, in on the east side, very liberal. Everyone was like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, who here has stamps? For what? And everyone was like, yes, I bought stamps. We all bought stamps. We all thought <laughs> it was going out of business. Yeah. I also can't stop thinking about how angry Donald Trump must be about 2020. That he spent three years being the most polarizing thing, like, on the planet. Mm-hmm. And he was upstaged by an invisible illness. <laughs> That's funny. Like, you can't fucking see it. You yeah. can't fight it. You like yeah. It's just this thing that exists. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe that's why he didn't want to acknowledge it for so long. Because he was like, <laughs> well, this is going to really... People are going to care a lot more about this than my tweets. This is competition. He's like, this- I don't know her. <laughs> Who? Corona? Yeah. I don't know her. Corona is J-Lo <laughs> and Mariah <Yeah>. Carey. <laughs> I don't know her. Ooh, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know her. I'd be able to get that much rest, too, if I made that many people sick. <laughs> 
That's funny. You sent me this video on on how J Lo has has she has pretended into a career. Yeah. It's She's not pretty wild. Like, okay. I if you are a J Lo stan, God bless. This might make you angry, but this is the truth. Listen <laughs> to all of her hits back to back. Not one of them sounds the same as the other because she is taking samples that other people recorded of these things, which is an industry thing. Someone else will record the sample. You mm-hmm. re-recorded it. Mm-hmm. But she's not re-recording. She's laying her vocals on top of those vocals that sound yeah. similar to hers. So, like, mm-hmm. you'll be listening to J-Lo, but you're listening to, like, a full Ashanti track. Yep. Or, like, uh, Anne-Marie. Uh, and then she released, uh, I think that song, just uh, one thing that's got me tripping. Do you know that song? Am I singing it right? Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Anne-Marie song? The, Maybe it's Amory. She tried to steal it. That's what yes, and she released it before J Lo could release it. Yeah, Which to be like, like it's mine. Up. It's mine. Where'd you go? Hello. <laughs> Are you that mad? You had to leave. I'm out of here. You getting out of here? I had to plug in my laptop because it uh, it's it was dying. Dying. Yeah. Where were we? Where you were like, you getting out of here? <laughs> Oh, I think at a restaurant. And he like, we were having a conversation. You were like packing, packing your stuff up and getting up. And I was like, you getting out of here? <laughs> it's like, yeah, dinner's over. We paid. <laughs> and we've been there for so long. You getting out of here? <laughs> but sometimes you do that to me. We're like, we're done. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting a lift. And you're like, you ran from me. You ran away. <laughs> yes, I like to gaslight you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't been out to eat. Let's go out to eat. We're Let's vaccinated eat. divas. Yes. Oh no, we're vaccinated vixens. That's Ooh, a yes. analogy. No, a animata. No. Uh, what is it when it's too <laughs> Jordan's face? I know uh, what you're talking about. It's a, a phonetically uh, fun time. No. <laughs> um, uh, a vaccinated no, there is a word vixen. Alliteration. Yes. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Kimmy's a perfect producer for this show. True. She's like, just, she, she's our little she encyclopedia. <laughs> a phonetic fun word. Phonetic I mean, fun word. That should, uh, I'm into it. <laughs> I think that's what it should be called. Phonetic fun words. I mean, that does sound, and, and that, no. Is that technically an alliteration? Even though there is a No, well, it, that's P sound. A, so I P. think so. Yes, actually. Okay, great. Phonetic fun word, mm. even though phonetic is a ph. Why does a ph sound like an f? Why don't we spell phone f o n e? It would be easier for everybody involved. Would it be aesthetically pleasing? No, I like the ph for phone. An f for phone would be ew, gross, but like right. easier. Yeah, the English language is really hard. It's I don't so know why. hard. That's so hard. Let's see, fishing. Okay. Sometimes it's a PH and sometimes yeah. it's an F. Get yep. out of here. Get out of here. What, what are you doing? That poor shit. That <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, horse shit. <laughs> Made me really mad. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. What else begins with a PH that you're like, what? Fat and fat. Yeah, but like, Fat with I a guess PH that's was like a made slang. the fuck up. It's very a true. bunch of people were like, we need to figure out how to call ourselves what we are, but like be nice. We need a cool way to say fat. Yeah, you're fat with a pH. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You've just <laughs> added letters to make the word fatter. 
Damn, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, photo, photo, farmer, farmer, oh, Why yeah. do Far- farmers, pharmacy. Wait, what? Yeah, there's two farmers. Yeah, hold on, let me find it. Farmer and farmer. There's phallus. So, uh, a farmer. P-H-A-R-M-E-R is a scientist who creates pharmaceutical products by incorporating modified DNA into the cells of a plant or animal, which is termed farming. Whoa. I didn't know that. That's That's... wild. That's not Mm -hmm. the kind of farmer I am. I don't do anything with DNA. (laughs) Just straight up fruits and veggies, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Although, do they have DNA? Fruits and veggies? No. They're food. Does food have do. DNA? I think they do. <gasps> food has DNA? Yeah. What is DNA? Dia Dia nothing area. Dinosaur nothing area. DNA. What is DNA? Okay. Can we look it up? Oh boy. Deoxyribonucleic acid. Okay. Mm. okay. 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 And then what is that? It's proteins. They're like proteins with certain. I don't. I don't fully understand this either. But I know it's proteins with certain codes on it, and they basically are instructions to tell your body what to create. Um, and so it's like isn't the it, instructions. Isn't it so wild that our bodies are so complicated that like we the body tells different parts of the body to do things and hair grows, your nails grow. We know how to like talk and move. But if you put a sharp object in us, we die. <laughs> like that seems pretty simple. <laughs> like yeah. people die so easily, but yeah. it takes a lot to keep people alive. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess like we can't be invincible, invincible because we do need people to die or else we'll just have or overpopulation which we kind of do anyway do we mm-hmm. we got too many people too many people. there's too many people here oh yeah so why are they trying to make abortion illegal i mean <laughs> why is everyone so mad about it then i mean I, well i think for religious reasons or what or just control over body w- women's bodies but yeah we have too many people <laughs> See, I didn't know that. Here in the U.S., we have too many people? Oh, very much so. In California, there's too many people? Uh Uh-huh. But then sometimes I drive and there's no people. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's not like so many people that you're constantly next to a person. When I think of like too many people, I'm like, oh, there's like people in like the canyons. There's like people everywhere. (laughs) There's just like too many people. <laughs> like everywhere you look, there's just like people. I guess it's not. It's not like there's more people than land, but okay. Th- there, there. It kind of is like more people than resources. We are like mm. we just are. There's a surplus of people who need things, and yes. we are not generating the resources as fast as we are generating people. I see. I see. Well, I mean, I'm glad to be a part of the solution. I'm not having any children, so I'm not contributing to irreprobation. Yeah. Uh, uh, my man is listening to this podcast on, like, being an environmentalist. And part of it is, like, I mean, people aren't going to like 
to hear this, but one thing you can really do to help the planet is not have kids. Ooh, baby. I'm helpful. I'm not doing it. I just like... Imagine, like, having a stroller (laughs) get your front fucking door. Like, (laughs) people come into your house and the door slams into this stroller. And you're like, sorry, there's no real place to put a stroller in my house. You have the biggest house in the world. You would need, like, a fucking huge closet just for the stroller. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. And then be like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I had to feed it and, like, put clothes on it and put it in a car seat. Like, I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. Are you kidding? (laughs) Oh, yikes. And then it's just like, the kids have the goofiest fucking clothing. What do you mean? (laughs) We talked about this nasty fucking pictures of Dora they explore all over. I think it depends on, I think it depends on the taste of the, or the care of the Mm. parent. Like some parents don't care. They're like, whatever, they're going to grow out these clothes. Who gives a fuck? But then I've seen like cool videos. You sent me a video of a girl wearing clothes that I would wear. And I was like, mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> this girl has style. I mean, I just don't understand why all parents don't dress their kids the way they want to dress unless they're trying to wear Dora and they're mm-hmm. living through their fucking kid wearing Dora. I think it, it also might just be like, it doesn't make sense to get them cool clothes because unless they're, I mean, it probably is possible to find cheap, cool clothes and still have your kid look stylish. I mean, but I think I was just people are like, they're going to grow out of them so quickly. I guess. I was just at a thrift store and they had a bunch of white tuxedos for $5. I would dress my child in a white tuxedo every fucking day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if given the choice and you're like, okay, well, this Door the Explorer shirt's $5 or this white tuxedo, (laughs) I pick the white tuxedo a (laughs) hundred times over again. Jordan, you're laughing. You don't, you wouldn't dress your child in a white tuxedo from the thrift store. And they had several sizes. So they can keep growing into the next uh, size. Uh, then the next year, they can keep wearing the white tuxedo. That's good. Correct. And you can have a child from, truly, from birth to one in a white tuxedo. As much as I think your plan is excellent, I think the one thing to realize is that you're talking about babies who mm-hmm. pee and poop and mm-hmm. throw up on mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a lot of white tuxedos. Which, Thankfully, again, they're only $5. Thank <laughs> yeah. God they're only $5. But just imagine being a, a a parent to those children who pee and poop on everything mm-hmm. or have blowouts. Mm-hmm. And so even though these tuxedos are $5, mm-hmm. you probably need to change that tuxedo more than five times a day. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to take the time to dress up your kid in that tuxedo <laughs> and do it again and, and again? That's, uh, pants, shirt, yes, cummerbund. Net bow tie for the jacket, yes. Cufflinks for for the the bit, bit. yes. And after they have a blowout and there's like a little brown stain on their butt, you know, I'm gonna get me some uh, fucking uh, fabric uh, dye and I'm gonna tie dye that fucker. And then that baby will have some white tuxedos, some tie dye tuxedos. Oh, interesting. But if I were to have a baby, I'm dressing it strictly in tuxedos. You heard it here first. <laughs> Keep me to it. Remind me. If I ever get pregnant, remind me. But kids are also ruthless. Like, there was a sure. kid in my elementary school who had who wore Beatles t-shirts all the time, and we mm-hmm. made fun of him. And the Beatles are cool. But to Here's us, we were what like, I will teach Ew. my child. If someone makes fun of my child, 
Deuteronomy for wearing a white mm-hmm. tuxedo to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell Deuteronomy to say to all those fucking kids, fuck you. You don't fucking know what style is. I'll fuck you up if given the chance. <laughs> well, now Deuteronomy is getting punished because he's whatever, what, threatening what, kids. We're going to have a parent-teacher conference. I'm going to come in. I'm going to say, what did Deuteronomy say that wasn't true? Mm-hmm. He might fuck one of them up if they step to him the wrong day. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. Your kid is going to be in white tuxedos and Deuteronomy. Deuter- yeah, you're Deuteron- setting your kid up to be bullied. <laughs> I can't even say the name. <laughs> you're you're making it so this kid has to fight. <laughs> Whatever. It's going to make Deuteronomy strong. <laughs> a strong black child in a white tuxedo. <laughs> also, Deuteronomy, people are going to call him duty. Uh, all right, fine. Maybe not Deuteronomy. Maybe Bartholomew. And then people mm-hmm. call him Barty. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I want, if I have a kid, a strong, dumb name. Strong and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hezekiah. Hezekiah is a good name. There's a good, like, biblical kind of name. These are all biblical names. You love these yeah. Old Testament names. <laughs> <laughs> Which, look, the verse saying eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth is in Deuteronomy. So it seems like your philosophy is pretty straight on. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll get Deuter... Okay, so I'll go back to Deuteronomy <laughs> and then I'll just have him wear a chain that says an eye oh. for an eye. <laughs> oh my God. He's going to be... And he'll roll up to kindergarten like that. And then his teacher will be afraid of him. Oh, and absolutely. guess what? He will pass. He will pass <laughs> kindergarten. There's no way he's failing. <laughs> so maybe I should have a kid is what I'm getting at. I don't know if you should now. I think I should. I, if this Deuteronomy, is going to be the result. Deuteronomy's got to come into this world. <laughs> I don't wear makeup often, but when I do, I want to make sure I can use products that work for my skin and look good for my skin color. And so that's why I like Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Their Brilliant Eye Brightener can be used as highlighter-eyeshadow combo that makes your eye look effortless. It comes in 16 buildable shades to choose from and play with. Their easy-to-use Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. It holds like wax and blends like a powder. I love the Waterproof Eyebrow Liner because most of the time I just do my eyebrows and walk out the door. I like having a nice little, like, finished look. It looks like I tried, but I really didn't. I don't need multiple things. I don't need a brush and then a separate liner and then a separate color and blah, blah, blah. It's all one thing and it's great. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best friends. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash best friends. For 10% off your first order. Black representation in the media means so much to me. I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up and I was like, oh, that's a woman who like, she, she's got the same skin tone as me. She kind of looks like me and I can do it. So honestly, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. 
Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Uh, should we do a quiz? I think we should answer. Or we should probably answer questions. We've been going for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nicole and Sashir. Um, thank you so much for taking my call. I love the podcast. Um, me and my best friend love listening to you guys. And we saw um, we saw you, Nicole, in Portland when you came uh, last year before the world ended. Um, or maybe it was two years ago. Who knows? Time is a rele- irrelevant concept now. Um, so my question was about my relationship with my partner. Um, I'm black. Um, and my partner is white and we had, we've been dating for two and a half years and we had this beautiful, wonderful relationship for two whole years. Um, never really got in a single fight. It was blissful. Um, he's always treated me well and I, we love each other a lot. Um, he just recently bought a house and now we're in this like phase where like we might be moving in together, but, um, in December of 2020 is when we had like our first big fight. Um, and really our first big fight happened after, shortly after the George Floyd murder. Um, and so what I've noticed a pattern in, in that we are really great together and we love spending time together. Um, except somehow, um, the racial tensions that have happened, uh, recently in our, our country have kind of highlighted the differences that we share politically. Um, and something about my boyfriend is he is very shy um, and doesn't have, like, a lot of friends. And I'm kind of his only friend outside of his family. Um, and the only other people he talks to is, you know, me and his family. Um, so uh, that's really different for me because I, I've done theater my whole life, and that kind of naturally comes with knowing a million people all at once. Um, and I just think I'm a really outgoing person, and I have a lot of friends. Um, and I think that sometimes that can be overwhelming, but that's to say that, like, I talk to just so many people, and he works in tech, and so the work I do, um, I serve currently with AmeriCorps, and so um, I just do a lot of, like, people work, and I talk to a lot of people, especially a lot of people groups who are um, disenfranchised or underrepresented or oppressed and, and things like that, and so um, I also live in a house where many of my roommates are, are trans, um, or non-binary or, and they're like all activists. And so I have, um, I believe a very, um, maybe not a deep understanding of racial issues, but I'm black, you know, like I think it kind of comes with the territory that you have to start understanding racial issues early as a black kid because you're just treated differently. Um, but anyway, I recently learned that my beautiful white boyfriend doesn't believe in white privilege. Um, and that kind of scares me and I don't know what to do um and anytime when we try to talk about race he feels like he's being attacked he says I'm racist against white people I don't know I don't think that's possible um but I love this man and I see a future with us all right and then here is part two 
Hi, Nicole. It's Ashir. Um, so I talk so much, and I just left a voicemail, and then it cut out because I was talking for three minutes, and I didn't realize it. Um, I'm so sorry. I hope that you still got it. Um, if you could just, I don't know, help me with maybe what I should do next in the conversation that I should have. Oh, sorry. This is the person who just called about their partner being white, and I'm black. Um, and I don't know why I whispered it like that. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, and him not believing in white privilege. And I just don't know what to do from there because he's wonderful in every other aspect of our relationship. Um, and I think it has something to do with the fact that he doesn't have, like, a community. He doesn't have, like, a lot of friends. He lives in a completely all-white neighborhood. Um, and I'm, like, his second black girlfriend in his 27 years of dating. Um, so I don't know what to do. I love him, and I know he loves me. But if I'm going to have children with this person, he's going to have, you know, at least half a quarter black kids like i don't know anyway i love the podcast um thank you guys for always bringing laughter into my life i appreciate you so 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 much if um you didn't get that other voicemail and you're wondering who the heck is this sorry about that <laughs> you know me you don't know me um anyway uh, i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day sorry that this voicemail the second one for apologizing for the one being too long is also really long okay i just love talking um talk to you guys later no i won't okay bye <laughs> She's so you know me. Well, you don't. You don't. <laughs> no, talk to you later. You won't. No, you won't. <laughs> She's funny. She's funny. Um, interesting. I think that's tough, especially in Portland. I don't want to speak for everybody in Portland, but just my experience <clears throat> has been there's a lot of people there who are, they want to be woke. They're trying to be woke, but they aren't completely and mm -hmm. will advocate for certain things that you're like, you know, that's that's not that's not real. Like the issue that you're fighting with me about is not a real issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard because everyone's like liberal or not everyone. A lot of people are liberal up there, but like also will maybe not, you know, believe in white privilege. Mm -hmm. But I think a thing you can do is maybe this and some people might go no nicole but you can have him read white fragility which is written by a white woman mm -hmm. and people go no in order for white people to experience like what black people go through they need to talk and listen to black people but i'm like i don't know if you don't believe there's white privilege what makes you think that this person listening to a black person would change their mind mm -hmm. maybe this white person can speak in a way that he can understand that might help him realize that there is systemic racism and that there is a white privilege. Yeah. Because I've gotten into arguments over it with white people where they're like, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Da, 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 da. I grew up in a trailer park. And I'm like, regardless of where you grew up, if we were to like sit in a job interview, the interviewer came out, saw me, a black woman, you, a white person, you automatically have the upper hand. Mm -hmm. Like recently... I read a bunch of articles about this. You just sent me one that people, Black people are getting their houses appraised at a higher value when they have a white friend step in and stand in for them. Yeah. It, it's a thing that happens. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's not a tangible thing until it happens to you. Mm -hmm. But it is hard to explain to someone. So I do think it's like, if you give him literature to read, that might be a good start. Totally. Yeah. Also, I feel like you... Because your relationship is getting more serious, like you might move into a house together, you might, you probably should be having a conversation of, do you guys want kids one day? Because, you know, if you, you're adding more and more years, you guys start being like, what are we doing for the future? 
Um, so if he wants to have a future with you, I think you can say this is important to me that you understand how I operate in this country and, and in our city, in our town and how our kids will be perceived. It's important to me that you think about this and learn about it. And we have real conversations about it and you don't get upset and blow it off and just say it doesn't exist because that's mm-hmm. not us having a conversation about it. That's you ignoring it. Um, yeah, I think if you posted it like this is important to me and this is important for our relationship to mm-hmm. grow and flourish and continue, hopefully yes. he would accept that and try because like mm-hmm. anything else in your relationship, you do need both parties to be open to talking about it and and trying. So if he's not open, then that's a br- pretty clear indicator of how hard he's going to try in other aspects of your mm-hmm. relationship. Uh, so yeah, I would try, I would try that and see where it goes from there. But it sounds like you, you have a pretty good understanding of why he is thinking this way. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't have other friends to talk to about this stuff. He probably, if he works in tech, he probably surrounded by a lot of white people or white passing people or people who don't have to think about this kind of stuff. Uh, he's probably not talking about it with his family. So it's like, yeah, you operate in a world where you probably do talk about this stuff a lot. He does not. He probably hasn't had to think about it ever. So um, not that it's like he's off the hook, but I think it sounds like you already understand if that's the place he's coming from, then it might take him a minute to get to the place where you want. And it is a process. He has to unlearn a lot, a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. Um, But that doesn't mean that he can't get there. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It just like means it'll take time and he kind of has to do it. On his own. He has, he has to want to do the work in order mm-hmm. to do the work. And I think another important thing is to explain that you're not attacking him personally. Yeah. Systemic racism and implicit bias and white supremacy is not... When you talk about it with someone, I feel like sometimes they're like, you think I'm a bad person because mm-hmm. I'm white. And it's like, no, I just want you to just like accept and acknowledge that you do just have a little bit of an upper hand. I'm not, it, it, like, you do have, like, a little bit of privilege, but it's not like I'm not attacking you directly. It's not your fault. It's mm-hmm. literally the world. Like, I truly just read an article that said pretty babies are treated better than ugly babies. So pretty babies learn more social skills because people interact with them more than ugly babies. Oh ugly God. babies tend to not speak as much because no one's interacting with them as much, and they're ignored. Whoa. So it's just, like, and that's implicit. That's, like, yeah. in your head. Yeah, And it's a thing that we are predisposed to that, like, you're like, that baby's so cute. Oh, my God. I'm going to look at you for so much longer. Oh, you had a baby. That's nice and kind. What about this one over here? Like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, So it's totally. like, it's not this thing where people are going out of their way, for the most part, to to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think you just have to explain that I'm not, I'm not attacking you. Yeah. I just would like you to open your eyes just a little bit wider so you can see the bigger picture. Yeah. Also, when she was saying, like, you know, they had their first fight after uh, the George Floyd murder, um, like, my, my partner is white. And that those are also moments where I shut. I, it's hard for me to communicate because <laughs> mm-hmm. I am like, not that he doesn't get it. He's definitely doing the work and he's trying to be an ally and he's being vocal online and stuff. But there are times where I'm like, I actually cannot talk about this. I don't mm-hmm. want to watch the video. I don't want to talk about this. I don't. I don't. Um, 
which he understands. But like, I, it's, you know, I have to set that boundary for myself. Otherwise, otherwise I'm feeling uncomfortable in my home. So mm-hmm. I think for you, for the caller, um, you know, you might want to talk about that too. Like, you know, in the future, when these things come up, I might be tense. I might be on edge. I mm-hmm. might be sad. I might be furious, but it's not, a ref- it's not how I feel about you. And, and we can still have conversations if that's what you want to do. If you want to have conversations about it, you can still do that. But just, you know, know what you need. Know what you need in those moments because you have to protect yourself. You mm-hmm. get to protect your energy. You get to protect your joy because those are really rough moments. And then when you are surrounded by white people and they are not communicating in a way that makes you feel good or, or supported, you need to tell them that that's what's happening and, then, and that's, that needs to not happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Solve. <laughs> so yeah i hope that helps yeah let us know if it helps we yeah. love an update yeah leave us another three minute message please <laughs> I, and i'm serious i loved it actually yeah she was very cute or they she were very, very very cute let's get another one hell yeah dude um someone called and explained survivor <laughs> <laughs> okay mm-hmm Hi, Nicole and Sashir. My name is Allison. I'm calling from Memphis, and I just wanted to say I love the podcast. It's definitely been helping me through this uh, coronavirus distancing um, and not being able to see my own friends and enjoying listening to y'all. I just wanted to call in because I am a longtime fan of the show Survivor, (laughs) and I have been loving the... um, questions where you ask people who will do better on Survivor, but I also have noticed that not many people who answer that question have ever seen the show or even really (laughs) know what it's about. So I just wanted to kind of give you a little update on that. Um, Survivor is currently in its 40th season. They do two every year, so it's not like it's been on 40 years, but right now they're doing one where all winners are playing each other. Um, and it's not really just about survival where, like, who can fish the best or who can eat the most coconuts. It's really a, a deeply social, strategic game. Um, and so it's really about building alliances and stabbing people in the back, but you don't want them to know that you've stabbed them in the back because you also want them to vote for you at the end to win. Um, so it's really social. And then, of course, there's challenges where you have to do things like swim or stand on a little log for two hours or complete a puzzle. Um, they used to get a luxury item like you were you've discussed, like the shovel. Um, I'm not even really sure if they still get that. They don't really show those on the show anymore. Uh, but I just wanted to say keep doing the great podcast um, and hopefully this message helps whenever you are talking about Survivor in the future. Thanks so much. Bye. It is funny that we will ask that question. And yeah, the people we're asking to don't know a Survivor. Mm-hmm. We definitely don't know Survivor. <laughs> we still haven't watched it. Um, but that was good to know. It's mostly a social game. Yeah. Like, we'll say I did zone out. Oh, okay. So I still don't really know about Survivor. <laughs> Like, I appreciated it, and she had a nice voice, or they had a nice voice, and I was like, okay, oh no, anything else would be for me. It's like your brain's like, I will not know about this show. 
I yeah. refuse. And I think I kind of just like it that way. Yeah, I think so too. I just, I don't need to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, Although based on that description, I think you would do well on the show. Oh, I would kill. <laughs> I'm good when I don't know what's going on. That's true. I don't know if I would do well. I don't think so. I think you'd get tired and go to sleep. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm just going to stay here until someone gets me. And then they'd leave the island and you'd still be there. <laughs> and then you'd be like, finally, I'm alone. So honestly, maybe you'd win the whole thing. <laughs> I just, just out of sheer endurance. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of endurance. If, <laughs> if you want to talk to us. <laughs> and you have the strength and you've made it to the to the type the typewriter to email us oh you can't you can't can't typewrite an email but i'm i'm gonna leave it Hmm. it's nicoleinsashare at gmail.com just type it right into your typewriter Mm -hmm. and then if you would like to call us you can also use your typewriter 424-645-0003 you have if you have the power and the strength and the will to get some merch of our faces on some stuff you can go to your typewriter and type in podswag.com slash best friends. And lastly, if you have a typewriter, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And, you know, you've saved up the strength. And that's the easiest way to support this show and a typewriter. And a typewriter. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Clickety-clack. That was my typewriter. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.